The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. According to a survey recently put out by Bankrate.com, 7 out of 10 people lay awake at night worrying about numerous things. Can you guess what the number one and number two things on that list are? That's right. Bankrate.com just recently came out with the survey. And after their, their survey, they were able to determine, based upon the feedback, what are the two top things that individuals lay awake at night worrying about? Number one was relationships, different types of relationships that we have in our lives, whether they be struggling relationships with siblings, in-laws, our spouse, our kids, whatever it is, that's number one. And a close second is, you guessed it, finances. Well, I'm here you're here, and I want to say happy Labor Day weekend as we wrap up officially summer. And let's uh, spend, spend some time together here for the next hour. This is the program on WHP that is number one live. This is not a pre-recorded infomercial designed to peddle certain products. And number two... It is my goal, as always, as a 100% fee-only fiduciary advisor to provide you with straightforward, evidence-based, grounded in financial science advice in sharp contrast to making this an entertaining show where we talk about individual stocks, individual sectors, what the market's done over the last week, what it's going to do over next week which as I have tried to educate you over the years, what we've learned is spending time discussing such things might be entertaining, might be exciting, but my goal and what I try so hard to do for all of you as a consumer advocate is to help educate you and encourage you to focus on the things that are important and to completely ignore and to not get caught up in things that can get you offline and end up actually tempting you to step in to step on one of the financial landmines that are all around you and that's why I am with you here each and every Saturday if you have something you'd like to discuss with me do not be shy I'd love to hear from you if it's important to you 
If it has to do with anything financial, I would love to hear from you, and I will do my very, very best, as I said, to provide you with straightforward, unbiased answers, as it is my goal here each and every Saturday to ultimately be your trusted resource for financial truths. You can reach me here at 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. Or toll-free, it's 800-724-5801. Again, that's 800-724-5801. Or for those of you who may be phone shy, you can shoot me a live email here that I will receive uh, with any questions that you might have by emailing ffradio at comcast.net that's ffradio at comcast.net and just a reminder we do take your calls on a first caller basis well markets continue to make all-time highs but the good news is it should not have any impact on how you invest as always let me again encourage you to Focus on having and developing a goal-oriented financial plan. Use that plan to develop your portfolio. As I continually try to emphasize that your portfolio and your investments should always, always be the servant of your plan. Recently, LIMRA, which is the Life Insurance Marketing Research Association, LIMRA, Life Insurance Marketing Research Association, was touting that they had about 18 billions of dollars of new money coming into fixed indexed annuities that are that have recently been sold. This is the product that I continually, continually warn you about because these products are so extremely complex, they are stacked in such a way to make as much money for the insurance companies as they can, as well as the salesperson selling them. And unfortunately, many of these have your monies tied up for as long as 10, in some cases, 15 years. And you may have seen it. If you happen to read the USA Today newspaper, um, in recent weeks, uh, in fact, I think it was uh, a week before last, actually, they had an excellent article on these fixed indexed annuities, and they actually interviewed a retired or semi-retired couple um, who were sold one of these and the experience that they've had and how, how all of the proper disclosures were not made to them, and the story goes on and on. There's, there also has been... And I think I had uh, emailed this out to those of you who are on our e-newsletter list uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe it was 2020 or one of those television uh, programs where they go undercover. Um, and they had gone and actually had one of these uh, annuity salespeople come to the house and give them the great slick sales pitch. As I've told you, they are trained very, very well to know what to say and know how to say it to appeal to those of you who find the words guaranteed and peace of mind 
and never having to worry about your accounts going down when the markets go down. All of the things that they know people want to hear, those are the things that are emphasized. And unfortunately, as we saw in that undercover video and as was expressed in this uh, recent USA Today article, there is not enough disclosure made very often as it pertains to selling these products. Most people don't even understand how these products work. Most people don't understand that most of these fixed indexed annuities that you hear pushed and peddled on television shows, infomercials, radio program infomercials, that these types of products have significant limitations with liquidity issues. As I said, many of them have surrender penalties as long as 10 to 15 years. And also, there are, in many cases, these policies and contracts, which are thick and extremely, extremely complex. Most of the people selling them don't even understand exactly how they work. Um, but the insurance companies, again, stack it in such a way that they are able to have your money tied up for 10 to 15 years, but they, in many instances, are able to change the percentage of the earnings that they provide to you each year and the formula that's built in within the, uh, the contract. So you're stuck. They get to play the shell game, and the salesperson who made it sound so appealing makes a beautiful 8 to 10% commission off of you. You tell me, is that stacked in your or 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 in uh, uh to is it stacked in such a way to help you out or is that stacked in such a way to make a lot of monies off of you? Okay, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we have lots to talk about. Um, I'm gonna share with you an example of an excellent quote by a Mr. Eugene Fama, Nobel Prize winner out of the University of Chicago, having to do with an, an having to do with an analogy relating to a bar of soap and your investments. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up again. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me here at 717-540-0580 or 800-724-5801 or shoot me an email here ffradio at comcast.net. I'm Tim Decker, and this is the program where we do our very best to look out for your best interest, not the interest of Wall Street. We'll be right back. Freedom! Simple, straightforward advice and answers. Financial information you can trust. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. All right, welcome back. Tim Decker here talking any and all things financial as we help you on your quest to ultimately achieve financial freedom which in my book, Financial Freedom, is when you get to a point that you have all of your finances and anything financial in order in such a way that you have confidence that you are free from worrying about any and all things financial. 
With that having been said, I had mentioned before the break um, that if you have heard of the name Eugene Fama, he is a professor of finance out of the University of Chicago, who we and our firm tap into and consistently over the years have utilized their ongoing academic evidence-based research to build portfolios and manage monies accordingly on behalf of our clients. He has an excellent quote, which happens to be one of my favorite, and it goes something like this. Your investments are like a bar of soap. The more you move them around, the less you end up with. Let me say that again. Your investments are like a bar of soap. The more you move them around, the less you end up with. Now that's assuming that your money is invested soundly and properly in the first place. Because once you have your monies invested according to your goal-driven, goals-based financial plan, and if you're invested in the proper vehicles, such as extremely low-cost, no-load, passively managed funds like index funds or institutional asset class funds, if you have it diversified properly in line with your goals, your objectives, your financial plan, there should be very, very little movement of your investments, other than, of course, when distributions from dividends and capital gains are paid, looking at the part of your portfolio that is most underweight, what your target percentages should be, and reinvesting that. Or if there is a need at some point to have a what we call a hard rebalance, which means if you have, let's say, six or seven different sectors in your overall pie, your overall por portfolio, you should have something in place that monitors those. And if any of those get too far overweight or too far underweight, then obviously that would warrant a rebalance. But other than that, for the most part, there should not be any movement of your investments. Well, let me share with you an experience I had this past week that is the exact opposite. Had a gentleman uh, contact us about a month or two ago and came into our office, uh, had about a million, I think it was like 1.6 million. Anyway, he said that he would like me to provide a second opinion and just take a look at what has been going on with his accounts. He is working with another financial advisor um, here in South Central Pennsylvania. And I said, absolutely. I mean, that's something that I do all the time. I mean, weekly, we have people that contact us, come in for an hour of consulting and just want to get a pure objective second opinion from a firm, a fee-only fiduciary firm who they know has nothing to sell and is required to always put their best interests first. B 
Because if you think about it, if you're meeting with somebody who you know has no axe to grind from a standpoint of wanting to sell you a product from which a commission is going to be made, and they are legally required in any advice that they offer you to demonstrate that it's in your best interest, that takes so much concern off of your mind, and it provides you the opportunity to relax and not worry if the suggestions or the advice that's being offered uh, is going to be in your best interest or is designed to lead you down a path that ultimately uh, can be a very, very costly mistake. So he came in, had about, I believe it was like four or five different accounts, some IRAs, Roth IRAs, taxable accounts, and had some inherited uh, IRA accounts. Had about 30 pages of paper. And we sat down, and he looked at me, and he said, Tim, he said, I just don't feel good about this. He said, something in my gut is telling me that things here just don't 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 seem right. So I proceeded to, as I often do, to ask him, what is the plan that drives these investments? Because as you know, I am uh, emphatic about you need a financial plan based on your goals and your objectives to drive how your money is invested because then it makes sense and you understand why you're investing the way that you are because it always goes back to and is driven by your your goals well surprise surprise there was no plan um when i asked about an investment policy statement that outlines based on your goals and objectives here's how your money is going to be allocated and essentially having a written investment policy statement serves as a written document for both you and your advisor to hold each other accountable and that is the allocations that you both have agreed to again always being aligned with your own goals objectives tolerance for risk etc because without that what what is guiding your allocations what guides when your portfolio needs to be rebalanced. And if you don't have these objective things in place, then you end up taking a, what I have referred to over the years, an invest and hope approach. You put some here, you put some there, you think you're diversified and you just hope, hope it's gonna work out. Well, that's no way to invest and you and your family do not deserve investing uh, or approaching investing in that way well to cut to the chase here there was no plan there was no investment policy statement and I further went on to to ask you know what so if there's not a plan and there's not an investment policy statement that drives how your money is allocated and when it's rebalanced what what determines when something is bought or sold or whatever he says well that's you know that's what my advisor does and I said hmm so basically you've turned over the reins and you're just hoping that they're gonna do what's in your best interest well 
the firm and the advisor that he was working with was not a 100% fee-only fiduciary firm, which, by the way, it's been estimated that less than 10% of all the financial advisors out there are, which means more than 90% are not 100% fee-only. So he then went on to tell me that he has made several attempts to request of this advisor slash broker slash salesperson to provide him something simple in black and white as to what are the ongoing fees, expenses, commissions is being paid. And he said that he has requested that on numerous occasions and every single time when inquiring of that, he is provided uh, jump around answers, uh, avoidance answers, and still was not able to receive that. Okay, we're going to go to the news. When we come back up, we'll pick right back up, and I'll share with you how we uh, ended our our dialogue and why I think there is a lot to be garnished from this actual experience that can hopefully help you. Okay, let's go to the news. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. Again, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me here at 717-540-0580. That's 717 540 or... Toll free, it's 800-724-5801, or by all means, shoot me an email live here at ffradio at comcast.net. I'm Tim Decker, and this is Financial Freedom. If you have a question about your finances or your financial future, give us a call right now at 540-0580, providing you with the information and answers to gain your financial independence. This is Financial Freedom on WHP 580. Once again, here's Tim Decker. Welcome back. Financial Freedom, second half here on this beginning of Labor Day, the as we wrap up summer i uh, hope this finds you well and as always finding the time to spend with your family and loved ones because as i try to emphasize over and over again this money thing is not nearly as important as we make it out to be when you don't have your health and you don't have time left to spend with those that you love so every day's a gift let's uh find ways to make it meaningful because when, not if, when you get to the point in your life that your health is not what it should be and or you have the passing on of one of your significant friends or spouses, um, having tons of money without tons of special experiences is not a way to live and end your life. So go out. While you have your health, while you have time, and make the most of it. Just to wrap up what I was talking about, and then I uh, have a couple emails here that I want to get to. Um, so I so I met with this gentleman. He had this, what I refer to as a hodgepodge of all these individual stocks and bonds and actively managed expensive mutual funds and it really truly is a hodgepodge which unfortunately unfortunately i see this more often than not when people come in 
just to get a second opinion. And long and short of it is um, he had no plan. He had no investment policy statement. He had uh, he was paying somebody that he did not even fully understand how much he was paying him. There was buying and selling that was going on, which, by the way, uh, can be illegal. It's referred to as churning and burning. Um, the SEC, Securities Exchange Commission, frowns on that because often it's done just to generate more fees and commissions for the advisor. Um, so ultimately, what we ended up talking about is how beautiful it would be for him and his significant other if they hit the pause button, we developed a financial plan after getting input from them as it pertains to their specific goals, uh, aspirations, talk about estate planning, what they want this money to do uh, long-term, even after they're gone, and look at some things from a tax per perspective. But anyway, to start with a plan, again, as I emphasize over and over again, you would not build a house without first having a blueprint. Why would you ever, ever invest your money without first having a goal-oriented financial plan to serve as how you invest it? And the answer is, if you don't have it, it's because you're taking the easy way out. You're too lazy. You're too cheap. Whatever it is, and you just want to jump to having your money invested. And unfortunately, I will warn you, that's what most financial advisors prefer that you do because they make a heck of a lot more off of your investments than they do taking the time and investing the time with you to develop a plan. So we went over some things. Uh, it ended on a very positive note. And as I shared with him and as I've shared with you all on numerous occasions, the good news is the past does not equal the future. And there's no reason that you have to continue continue down the same path that you have been on. And that's one of my objectives on this program here is to encourage you, to challenge you, to motivate you to hit the pause button. And as I've said, in the world of investing, it's never too late to do the right thing and just say, you know what? I'm not going down this path anymore. I'm not going to take the easy way. I'm not going to take the path of least resistance. I'm instead going to do what's right, understanding that in many areas of life, doing what's right often is not the easiest thing. Okay, I received an email here. Let me just open it up here uh, from Neil. And Neil says, good morning, Tim. My wife and I are 57 and hope to retire at the end of 2020. At retirement, we have, uh, I'm sorry, at retirement, we should have about a 50-50 allocation, about 19 years of spending and safe assets. For our relatively safe assets, my current plan is to have about six years and CDs laddered out with the remainder in intermediate term bonds split between Vanguard Intermediate Term Investment Grade Fund and Vanguard Total Bond Market uh, Index Fund, all held in pre-tax IRA. I'd like to have some assets that we can count on for spending until we start taking Social Security at age 70, which is about 11 years, he says. Is this plan appropriate? If not, what vehicles mix would be 
best to make this happen. Aside from CDs, I'd like to have our money in funds, mutual funds, to avoid having a large number of individual bonds to manage. Thanks for your help, Neil. Okay, um, my response, I have just a few comments, uh, Neil. First of all, I like your mindset. I like the fact that you are thinking about how many years you're going to need income and how many years you want to have in predictable, safe investments to provide for whether it be 7, 10, 15 years. I think in this case you said 19 years. I recommend at a minimum, uh, and for our clients, we set up their accounts that they have a minimum of 7 to 10 years, some case even 15 years, in safer, predictable things like my favorite, hands down, for monies you're not going to need for at least, you know, three, four, five years or longer for your safe stuff is good old U.S. government treasuries. I know you had mentioned that you were looking at laddered CDs. I have absolutely no problem with that for monies that, you know, maybe uh, you're looking at within uh, the next four to five years. I think that's smart. Uh, you know, I, I, I won't argue that. The other option would be a low-cost, short-term government bond uh, index type of fund. But if you want to set up those laddered CDs and, you know, track all, all those, then, uh, you know, that's not a bad option. Now, as it pertains to the funds, the bond funds, you had mentioned the Vanguard Intermediate Term Investment Grade Bond Fund and the Total Bond Market Index Fund. Those are okay, but remember, always remember, what is the purpose of holding bonds in your portfolio? It's primarily, number one, to reduce the risk of the overall portfolio, and number two, which is what you're talking about, to provide some stability and predictability so that when the time comes, when you start taking income, if it happens to be at a time when the stock market is in a temporary decline, you can make those withdrawals from those bonds and hopefully not have to sell those at a loss. Which leads to my concern with especially the Vanguard Intermediate Term Investment Grade Fund. If you go back and you look in 2008, when the stock market in that calendar year had a decline of roughly about 37%. However, from peak to trough, if you look at the beginning when it started heading down, which was in October 2007, and it went all the way down and bottomed out in March 2009, we want and you want to make sure that you have got bond and bond funds that are not going to go down when the stock market goes down, or at least the majority of the time. So one of the best things you can do is to always go back and look at how whatever bond fund you're considering, how did it actually do during times of stock market stress? Because ideally you would like it to hold up and even better yet, have a positive return. Well, with that fund there, it unfortunately, and I'm looking at Morningstar right now in 2008, had a negative return of 6%, which is why 
I am not a fan of funds that have a substantial amount in corporate bond funds. Because when you need them the most, when you need them to hold up the most, many of those actually will have a decline. However, had you instead held one of my favorite Vanguard bond funds, which is the Vanguard Intermediate Term Treasury Fund, which is like 99% nothing but plain old boring but safe as it come government treasuries that had a positive not not only didn't go down but it had a positive return of roughly around 10 percent so which would you rather have during times of market declines using 2008 as our guide something that maybe is not going to hold up as well and as we saw actually went down or having something that not only holds up, but because everybody's rushing into the safety of government bonds actually goes up. So that would be my choice for your five to 10 year goals for monies that you want to have in bonds. The total bond market index fund, which is the other one that you were looking at, at least that had a positive return, uh, was up about 5% in 2008 but again I still like the safety of government treasuries remember when the spaghetti hits the fan you want to know that you're in the safest of the safest so I hope that helps we're gonna take our last break when we come back uh, we'll pick right back up and again if you have anything you'd like to ask of me you can shoot me uh, uh, email here ffradiocomcast.net or you can give me a call 717 540-0580 or 800-724-5801. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Financial Show Central PA, Financial Freedom, on WHP Talk Radio 580. All right, welcome back. Final segment, Financial Freedom. Thank you for making this part of your Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning. And let me remind you, if you have not yet done so, Take advantage of all of the free educational material and our free e-newsletter that we send something out monthly. Uh, all you have to do is go to our website to sign up for that. All we need is your email address. That's all we need. And you can go to our, uh, email, uh, our website at isifinancialgroup.com. That's isifinancialgroup.com. Incidentally, during the break, I just real quickly looked up that uh, Vanguard Intermediate Term Treasury fund, and in 2008, it actually had a positive return of 13.32. I had said about 10. I knew it was at least 10, but uh, I just wanted you to know that, and I'm getting that right from Morningstar's website. Again, you want your bonds to be the airbag in your car, and that's how it should be in your portfolio. Okay, I got an uh, email here from Mike. Mike says... I read somewhere uh, about fee-based advisors. Uh, a question I have is if I open up an account with, say, 500000 
and uh, I'm paying an uh, annual fee, say, of 1%. And later on, I were to roll an extra million in there, so would roughly have about a million and a half. Uh, what additional benefit will I get for uh, the additional fees that I will be paying on a l l larger account? Obviously, if you're paying roughly 1% on 500000 that's going to be less than 1% on million and a half what are the additional services the answer should be there should be nothing additional that is not being provided to you as a client of the firm in other words what you're paying a oh and by the way you mentioned topic of fee based advisors stay away from fee based advisors fee based advisors can be the worst of all worlds. The reason they don't use the word fee only is because they can't. But they put that word fee in there. Hope you don't hear the word based versus only. Because when they're fee based, guess what? They can charge you fees and they can sell you products that they can get commissions on. You want to make sure, Mike, that you are working with a 100% fee only advisor. It sells nothing, receives no commissions, no kickbacks, nothing. But to get to what you, what you were asking about here, what we have seen, and Vanguard has done their own research on this, and they have an excellent paper on it, is if you are working, and the keyword is if, 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 if you are working with an advisor who employs a evidence-based investment philosophy and strategy, using extremely low cost say index funds or if they have access to them institutional asset class funds like through companies such as dimensional fund advisors still a passively managed approach but with some additional flexibility with the way that they're able to trade which historically has been able to add to the returns as well but if you are working with an advisor that employs passive management that helps you with a financial plan that has an ongoing dynamic rebalancing process that focuses on tax strategies where applicable to help you hold the appropriate investments in the appropriate types of accounts such as holding your tax inefficient investments when possible if you're in a higher tax bracket things such as bonds uh, hold as much of that as you can in your tax-deferred accounts, and in your taxable accounts, hold more of your tax-efficient things like your stock funds, and have a household allocation and an ongoing process that your household, uh, albeit in s separate accounts, is monitored daily so that dynamic rebalancing can be done only when needed, as well as having your investments from your uh, dividends and capital gains reinvested not necessarily back in the same funds but having a way to strategically invest those in whatever funds are most underweight so you're consistently buying low which as you know investing 101 is buying low and selling high when you employ all these when you start adding up the value of all these different strategies and processes as well as the behavioral aspect of it of having your advisor when you go through the next down markets having in place in advance 
a way to capitalize on that when others are panicking and selling so that you can, by rebalancing when things are going down, actually be buying more of what is temporarily down. Vanguard's research has shown that that all combined can add as much as 3% a year to your returns after the advisor's fee over time. So to answer what you were asking, if an advisor is doing all of that, again, the key word is if, if they're doing all of that and they can over time add as much as 3% to your overall bottom line returns, do you care if that's 3% on 500,000 or 3% on a million and a half. Sure, your advisor is going to get paid more, but you're going to make more as well. So essentially, it's a wash. And by the way, the financial advisor and the firm should also include with that ongoing financial planning at no extra charge, helping you with your estate planning, helping you with your tax planning, helping you with insurance reviews. Again, making sure you work with 100% fee only advisor who sells none of that so you don't have to worry about them recommending things that they're going to get commissions on as well as helping answer anything else down the road whether it have to be with should you lease a car should you buy a car should you downsize should you invest in a 529 plan for your kids and the list of all the additional services goes on and on and on those are the types of things that we do for our clients and there are a handful, a handful of other fee-only financial advisors out there that can also help you as well. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for your time. As always, remember, in the world of investing, it's never too late to do the right thing. Take care.